Good morning and welcome to A Healthier You. I am your host, David Christopher, with my co-host, Fawn. And this morning, we're going to talk about ways of helping you to be healthier. Good morning, Fawn. Good morning, David. It's good to be here. Have you got a special subject for us today? Well, in that it's uh, winter time, what do we think of in the winter time as far as herbs are concerned? As far as herbs are concerned? Yeah. What what grows in the winter time? Well, the only thing that's green in the winter time are pines, pine trees, <laughs> or spruces, or whatever. <clears throat> well, whatever. So, what's the difference between a cedar tree, a pine tree, a spruce tree, a fir tree? The smell. <laughs> Maybe they, they, they might have some different smells. How can you tell one from another? I seem to have this problem with uh, students on herb walks. You know, it's like, what is what is that and what is that? There's some fairly simple things. Um, it's interesting. <clears throat> also, uh, another one that gets confused would be um, junipers. Oh, yeah. For sure. Especially the junipers out here in the West. It was really interesting. It so confused the pioneers that they thought they were something else. Interesting. So um, we have like... Cedar City, Cedar Breaks, uh, Cedar Posts for fences, right. all these things, you know. Mm-hmm. Cedars don't grow in Utah. <laughs> but, so what are they're, they? They're not native to Utah. So so what are they? They're juniper. Oh, they're juniper posts? So it should be cedar, Juniper City and Juniper, City and <laughs> juniper, juniper Breaks <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> but the, they came over here and they saw these trees and, and they looked like, to them, they look like cedar trees, and they mm-hmm. call them cedar trees, and the name is stuck. And so when Dr. Christopher talks about cedar berries, he's certainly not talking about berries off a cedar tree. No, no. No, he's talking about off of a juniper tree. And so the, the junipers, uh, the, what was mainly in this area is juniperus, um, not even communis, just juniperus monosperma, which means one-seeded. Exactly, one one stone. One big stone in the berry. Yeah, mm-hmm. one big seed. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> that one seemed to be fairly specific for um, diabetes. Yeah, amazing, huh? So it was really, really interesting how he found it out. He, he had this uh, person come see him, you know, that uh, when he had his practice, and and the, the person said what his problem was. You know, he's having a problem problem urinating and stuff. You know, and so. Um, he told him to, you know, just get some um, juniper berries, mm-hmm. you know. And he said, you know, chew these juniper berries up, and that should solve your problem, you know. And uh, the guy comes back uh, a couple of weeks later, and he says, didn't work. <laughs> and your dad was surprised. He was really surprised. He's <laughs> like, really, you know? And he says, um, are you sure you got the right tree? Right. You know? Yeah. And the guy says, I got some right here in my pocket. He pulls out these and he goes, well, that's not juniper, you know. <laughs> and he says, um, throw those away. In the, and he says, I've got one of those trees, too. And he says, yeah, use that one, you know, the juniper tree. Mm-hmm. He says, so throw these away and go use that one, you know. Mm-hmm. The guy goes, well, I'll go use that one for my urinary tract problem. But he says, I'm not throwing these away. And my, my dad, yeah, my dad looked at him like, why not? And he says... <laughs> Because since I've been using them, I've cut my insulin in half. Mm-hmm. Which is a big deal. Which is a really big deal. 
And so um, I, I think we're probably the Dr. Christopher Company is probably the only company that that uh, markets uh, cedar berries, which are the Juniper's monosperma, right? But uh, that markets that for diabetes, right? And so it, it becomes a confusion because other people go to these other companies. Yeah, I want some cedar berries, you know, and they'll go, I don't think you want cedar berries, exactly. you know, because exactly. <laughs> that's not what you want. You know, you don't want cedar berries. Exactly. Um, totally different action that you you don't want cedar berries. Exactly. But it, but it's it's even though the local term is cedar berry, the the Latin term is juniperus monosperma. So juniper is a lot different than a cedar. But what's interesting is that they do kind of look alike. They do. But but if you look closer, you'll see that. Um, Neither one of them looks like the juniper back east, junipers communis, which has the pointy needles. Exactly. But it's, it's interesting that the cedar and the junipers monosperma, they, they kind of look similar, but it's like the cedar looks like you ironed them with an iron, you know? Uh-huh. So they're flat, mm-hmm. whereas the uh, juniper is kind of... Three dimensional. You're talking about the berries. No, the leaves. The leaves. The okay. leaves. So the, they they do look kind of similar, but if you take, take a close look, you're going to see that the the cedar is is like two dimensional, mm-hmm. and then the uh, juniper is three dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if you got that concept down, you know. So it, it's interesting, and uh, you know, both of them can be used as a tea. The leaves. And so can, well, the, the juniper berries can. Um, so that's one thing that's different, and, and people do even uh, confuse them with pine, you know, but not so much. More like the juniper's communis with the pointy needles, uh-huh. you know, that would be more, more uh, confused with pine. Right. So... Um, how do you tell a pine from a spruce or from a fir? By the needles. Mm-hmm. And, and what is it about the needles? Well... Pine, pine needles are in sheaths. So you have this little papery sheath that holds two, three, five needles mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So they're in little bundles. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, they, they have that typical pine look and they're usually long mm-hmm. but there's some short ones too and there's and there is one one pine species that grows in the southwest part of the United States here you know that doesn't have the, sh- the multiple needles it just has one with kind of a sheath still on it you know? really? even though there's only one needle so and that that's really odd for pine Mm-hmm. But normally it's in bundles, and so that that's how you can tell it's a pine from uh, a spruce or a fir. So how do you tell a spruce from a spruce from a fir? I don't know. I know, but it, it, our blue spruces I can tell because they have a blue tinge to them. But it's almost like remember I talk in my uh, herb walks about um, grasses and um, sedges. Mm-hmm. And they look alike, you know, but you get right up and you take and rub them between your fingers. Mm-hmm. And uh, grass, 
doesn't have edges. Interesting. And the sedges do. So sedges have edges. <laughs> and that's how you tell those. But that goes back to the, um, the spruce and the uh, fir. The spruce has edges. So you can, you can roll up between your fingers and you can feel it rolling with those edges. Interesting. The fir is flat. Interesting. And, and the firs have, like, white lines through them. And so if you get really up close, you can tell the difference. Um, so, so what if the, the needles are, like, high and, and you, you can't see them? How would you tell? I don't know. I'm sure you'll tell me. Fir trees, this is really interesting. You know, the, the cones, mm-hmm. they, they, they grow up. So everything else hangs down, and it goes up. Oh, really? Yeah, it points up. The pine cone? The um, fir. The fir cone? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And there is a difference in the shapes and things, you know. And your uh, pines tend to be woodier, hard, mm-hmm. and, and your um, spruces and your firs tend to be more soft. Not soft, but softer. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, and, and so... Those are the ways you can tell the difference. Um, all of them seem to be able to be utilized as a tea. One that you might want to be a little more concerned with is the um, the one that's made into a cancer drug. Um, hmm. All of a sudden, it just slipped to my mind. How um, did that happen? Hmm. Well, keep talking, and I'll come yeah, back to you in a minute. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, but that one can be quite toxic because it's used for chemo. Interesting. They, they specifically for uterine cancer. Interesting. Uh, or yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's funny I can't think of it. You. Oh yes, isn't it Y E W? So I was looking at you and I said you. <laughs> I certainly wasn't looking at sheep saying you. You know. <laughs> but yeah, you Y E W. Yeah, the the, the yew tree uh, can be toxic, and so you don't want to make a tea out of that one. No. But it does look different. It, it does. It does have that uh, piney conifer look to it, you know. But there, they are different. So you just need to look closely, and then you can tell the differences, you know. Well, doesn't the didn't we talk earlier in the year about pine tea, pine needle tea, being good for helping with COVID and all those kind of things? And then that is interesting. So. Um, Interesting enough, white pine is the one that was specifically used. Um, and that's the one that your dad uses in his formula, isn't it? White pine? It, it is, yes. Mm-hmm. In fact, I believe they used the white pine bark. Oh. Let me just read in Dr. Christopher's book here. Uh, where was I? I'm not sure. I found it in my book. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> what did you want me to tell you? He's, he's, he's used it with, a, with other herbs like bayberry bark and ginger root and cloves and, and cayenne. And he made what he used to call a composition powder out of it. And um, his professor, Dr. Now, an instructor at the Dominion Herbal College, um, Reference this this formula as being quite powerful 
and extremely helpful when you have a cold or the beginning of a fever or flu or hoarseness or sluggish circulation or colic or cramps, etc., 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 it says. So this little formula that's called, that they called composition formula, right now it's called chest formula in the Dr. Christopher line. It is, um, Dr. Christopher says, that needs to be in every home and used on as the occasion arises. There'd be far less sickness if it was in every home, he says. So you can give it freely in your practice and your patient will bless you. It says, um, consider how it will clear the canker, um, ease cramps and pains in the stomach and bowels and raises the heat of the body, equalizing the circulation and removing con congestions. It is safe. It is effective. Uh, we have on numberless occasions given a cup of composition tea every hour as warm as the patient could drink until the patient perspired freely. And after four or five doses, have seen our patients in a free perspiration, thereby removing colds and other troubles. So that's amazing that you drink that until you start perspiring. So that would be a great tea to have. You know, when you do your cold sheet treatment and you're in the hot tub and you want to perspire, that would be a great tea to have made up. Well, we like to use yarrow, but this one would be a good one too. So this Dr. N-O-W-E-L-L now, mm -hmm. yes, uh, Dr. Christopher's instructor at Dominion Herbal College in Vancouver, British Columbia, when Dr. Christopher went to school there. He went there just uh, uh, shortly after... Um, Jethro Kloss. Oh, he did? I didn't realize but that. But the interesting thing is Jethro Kloss practiced, and then he went to school. Mm. And Dr. Christopher went to school and, and then, then practiced. practiced. So, so even, so they even though they, were, they just missed each other, but it was at the end of Jethro Kloss's career and at the first of Dr. Christopher's That's career. That's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, that formula that Dr. Now used for 40 years, yeah. you mentioned, you know. Amazing. Um, is even older than that. Oh, really? Dr. Samuel Thompson oh, was the yeah. one that came up with the composition pattern. Interesting. And that was in the mid-1800s. Isn't it awesome that how, how history, I mean, historically you can, I mean, these things, these plant, plants and these formulas are old and ancient, but they work so well in today's world. It's just amazing. So the, uh, the chest formula, did you read the herbs that were in it? I did. Oh, okay. You can go over them again if you want yeah, to. Yeah, the bayberry, the cloves, the ginger, the cayenne, the white pine. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so, yeah, that was used very successfully in the Thompsonian medicine. And, you, and you, what, what happened with um, the Thompsonian medicine was it was really different. It was like you have to consider Samuel Thompson as the first Amway distributor. <laughs> I remember Amway. <laughs> so it wasn't really Amway. It's just that type of marketing. Right. So basically what Samuel Thompson did, because he, he had so much flack from the standard medicine, you know, which were basically they, they bled you, you know, and, 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 and doused you with mercury, mm -hmm. which was very, they called it heroic medicine. I think it's but dangerous all, medicine. It was dangerous medicine, absolutely, you know. I mean, George Washington died from their treatment, you know. Well, and people are dying today from treatments that are going <laughs> That's on today. True. So. That's true. So Samuel Thompson came up with a, something that did kind of the same thing. It, it purified the blood and um, got the circulation going. And um, he used uh, um, 
this this composition powder for mm-hmm. colds and flus and things, you know, and, and basically he used cayenne pepper and lobelia. So he'd use lobelia to puke you mm-hmm. so you get all the, the bad stuff out because, you know, they didn't have refrigeration and stuff back then. Exactly. So I'm sure they had a lot of food poisoning oh, and yeah, stuff. A lot of food poisoning. And that was a common thing. And so he would use lobelia to, to clear it out mm-hmm. and then cayenne to restore the heat. Yeah. And it worked very, very, very well, very yeah. well. It wasn't the only thing he had. Like I said, he had this composition powder, too. But specifically, the white pine went back in history even further. And so the French, you know, they're seeing the Spanish and the Portuguese, you know, doing these, these trade routes, you know, to the Far East, going around America. And nobody knew how big it was. Exactly. They just knew the coastal areas, you know. So the, so the French came... And, and they, they thought they would find a passageway to the Far East down the St. Lawrence River. Well, if they had known what was there, there's no way they yeah, could have exactly. ever got there, you know? Exactly. Nobody had a map at that time. Yeah, that's right. And so they were just exploring it. And so anyway, they were, they were going down the St. Lawrence River. And guess what? It was in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And their ships got high-centered in ice. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, so here they are in the St. Lawrence River in deep, 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 deep ice. Yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah, they, they'd, they'd get off the ships and they'd go try to find uh, wild animals and stuff, you know, but they didn't know anything about the flora or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and they were all sick with uh, scurvy. Oh, yeah. And they were losing their soldiers, you know. Yeah. Their sailors. And so um, they asked the natives, you know, what to do for this particular d- disease, you know. And they just looked up in the air and said, that. <laughs> the pine trees. Yeah. Which were everywhere, of yeah. course, you know. Proliferous. <clears throat> and that was the cure. And so they, they got the, um, the pine needles and they made um, tea out of it and they gave it to the sailors and they recovered from the scurvy. Because all these um, evergreens... And it's interesting, they, never, they, they have them in Europe, but they never discovered this, you know. Mm-hmm. But all these evergreens are really high in vitamin C and vitamin A and um, uh, other nutrients, too. And so, yeah, the, the, the sailors were saved, you know, uh, from the scurvy, uh, from what the natives told them. They just looked up and said, that. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. It's all over the place. You know, when you think of these uh, pioneers and stuff that uh, going to California for the gold rush and stuff, you know, and got caught in the mountains, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and, and died. And one of the things they could have done, those pine trees there, they could have made tea out of those and got a lot of nutrients from that and then just scraped the bark and got that inner bark and that was very nutritious. Exactly. Good vitamin C, good tea, good everything. I mean, just really good for you. Which is why, you know, it's such a simple remedy, but it's still effective today. And we found it effective against the the COVID vac the COVID disease, the vaccines, all of that kind of stuff to keep that at bay and not be able to come down yeah, with so it. Yeah, so you brought that up before and so I was just trying to give a little Oh sorry. Ba- no that no, that's fine. Giving you a little background on the white pine. Right. Um, which doesn't grow in Europe, you know, but they took it over there and started growing it in England a lot, you know, because they made excellent uh, masts, you know, the, the for for the ships. Oh, interesting. 
good, straight, long, hard, you know. So, oh, for so, sure. So, so the white pine they used for mast. Um, and uh, uh, bearing timbers for, you know, um, construction and stuff. You know? Right. So, yeah, so they started growing them in England. And uh, they, they get up to like 200 feet here in America, but they'd only get up to about 100 feet in England, you know. I guess it wasn't its natural <laughs> habitat there. They could that's still difference. pretty big tree, two hundred yeah. feet. You yes, know. it is. Yeah. So anyway, the, the, this white pine um, inner bark is what they used in the composition powder. So that was already something that's been standard used in herbal medicine for a long time. So um, just a couple of years before COVID hit, the University of Maine at Orono did studies on it. And uh, they found um, the white pine needles to be um, antiviral. Interesting. And so, um, and, and then another thing they found out about it, which we didn't know before, they seem to take care of... Um, Circulatory problems, hmm. uh, fragility mm-hmm. uh, for the veins, and then uh, bleeding problems that happened. Interesting. This was this was before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. This is yours. So this was this was uh, research that was done on something we already used in herbal medicine, but we had that that uh, medical research to back it up. Right. And then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And what happened with COVID? Well, it was a virus, mm-hmm. and so here, here we have something that was studied at the University of Maine, Orono, mm-hmm. and so that, that's when they started using the pine needle teas. I think it's awesome. But what was interesting is that the same substance that's in the pine needles mm-hmm. um, is, is used by, um, um, which company is it? Um, Roche. Really? Pharmaceutical company hmm. to make Tamiflu. Oh, no. Are they really using that, or are they synthesizing Well, they're not using the pine needles. What they're using is um, sweet gum leaves. So they harvest the sweet gum to get the same substance. And and, 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 uh, it's not in my mind right now. (laughs) I haven't talked about this for a while. Mm -hmm. So at any rate, and then, interesting enough, they they did further studies, and they found that during the plague, what was that, uh, 1300s? Okay. During the Black Plague that, that enveloped the earth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Chinese principally used um, star anise, which has the same substance as the pine needles mm-hmm. and the um, sweet gum. So, see, it all works together. <laughs> it certainly it? does, doesn't it? And things that were used hundreds of thousands of years ago, we can still use today and get good results. It's true. So, but, I, but I thought the, m- the most interesting thing was that they, they discovered that it, it worked on these um, circulatory problems that the vaccine causes. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the virus, but the vaccine itself mm-hmm. causes. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. You know, I, I, talked to, I did the YouTube on that, and they pulled it. <laughs> well, then you're a star because only <laughs> only great people that know what they're talking about get pulled. Get pulled by YouTube, yeah. <laughs> hmm. So interesting. So, at any rate, uh, yeah, pine. That was good. Pine, pine. I think uh, is is one of those things that 
Gee, talk about free medicine. Exactly. I mean, pine trees are like everywhere, even down in Florida and uh, Georgia, you know. Yeah, and they use pine straw all over in Georgia. Yeah. So, so, so we've got uh, a very common tree that's just basically free medicine for something that was plaguing everybody. And um, then they find out the vaccine didn't work. Exactly. And then, and then they found out that the um, quarantines, you know, the, the keeping us all locked up mm-hmm. didn't work. Mm-mm, it didn't. We could have told them that. But. And, you know, we all live through this. Mm-hmm. And now what are they saying in the news media? Well, we never said you had to <laughs> stay home from work. Oh, we, we never said it was just a suggestion. Yeah. And so they're trying to change history. Yeah. No, we lived through it. They were dictatorial. Yeah, and we and we all know what we lived through, and we're not going to repeat it. Yeah, and, and it's no matter what they say on the, in the news, saying, oh, we never said that. Mm-hmm. They said it. I know. They said it. I know. And so um, isn't it interesting that something as simple as pine was the cure for this terrible thing that the vaccine never worked for? Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love, I love it when that happens. And here's our music. Thank you for listening to us today. Yeah. And we're sponsored by the School of Natural Healing. And you ought to check them out, schoolofnaturalhealing.com. Until next week, be happy. Have a healthier you. <laughs>